When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is that? <laughs> Super cool. What do we got going on? Oh my gosh. Well, guys, keep it clean. Keep it clean. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the DMBA show. Let's go. Oh my gosh. We are slowly getting back together. Look at this. The band is slowly getting back together. The fellas. The fellas. When was the last time we had a four-person show? Eric, not not here at the moment. Not here yet. Not here yet, but will be joining us in a moment. The seat's hot. The seat is warm. Look at that. Wow, My laptop's warming it up. The Bear Grylls over here. <laughs> Bear Grylls. <laughs> tracking, uh, tracking a deer. <laughs> Guys, we have a great show for you today. Yusef Nurkic, our old friend. Somebody was he ever a friend? <laughs> well, he was a friend for a moment. <laughs> Um, haven't thought about him in years. Yeah. It's been a while since I, he's even popped into my mind. He might be going to our sworn enemies, the Phoenix Suns. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about the biggest L's in Denver Nuggets history and Jokic history um, in light of the Broncos. In uh, my history. In, in, in Harrison Wynn's history. Uh, also, largest margin of victories. We got some mailbag. We got all kinds of stuff. Over here, Brendan Vogt. Full mustache. He's trying to. He's mixing it up. He's not scruff this time. Why are we talking about old stuff? Can we just talk about their best wins again? Oh man, I know it's time <laughs> to change it up. But just a reminder: they did win the title. They did win the title. Honestly, it is a way. To, it's both. I I'm know. doing the extremes. Yeah. We're going to talk about some of the biggest monster dubs for sure. The man who's back after a long vacation. Let's go. Let's I'm go. Back. I'm Harrison back. Wins. I'm ready to go, man. I'm refreshed and recharged and. Uh, you should probably say we're talking about the biggest losses because of the Broncos loss. Because of the <laughs> that Bron- is the context. <laughs> that really is the context of it. Um, a close up on me here, Kale, will you? Because, yes, the Broncos did get a massive L. But the DNVR Nuggets got a massive dub by getting Harrison Wynn back from oh, his right. vacation, undisclosed right. location. And we also you can disclose it; it's fine. But we also took a massive L by getting D line back from Philadelphia. So sad. Cut to him. So sad. Listen, guys. Uh, Glad to be back. <laughs> Sorry for the L. Um, let's go. I, if you guys wonder how long Eric's been gone, I asked him to, this morning, assuming he was on the show, I was like, you're good to go on the show today. He said, what time is it? <laughs> well, in my defense, and frankly, anybody who watches this show's uh, understanding, this time of this fucking show changes every other week. That's kind of true. It has been at 12 for the majority the of the offseason. It's all right. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, Eric. We're excited to have you back. Uh, I can't I wait tell. for you to be back in this rhythm, the DNVR rhythm. How Philly are you right now, would you say? Uh, I'm so Philly, I'm off book. I was driving around Philly with no help from Siri. I wouldn't ask where to go. I just knew where to go. I'm off book. We we rented a Kia minivan, and I knew how to get that thing all over Philadelphia. No problem. Nice. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah just realized something. Is everything okay? Everything's right? Yeah. <laughs> You're hosting. Just so you yeah. know. Right. No, it's just a piece of info that I 
I I screwed up. Um, all right, guys. <laughs> you know when the driver goes, uh-oh. Yeah. You're like, oh, of a, of a, okay? Of a like yeah. The mailbag. Uh, yeah. No, no. Before we get there, guys, I don't know if you caught the Denver Broncos game. This is not a Bronco show, but I don't know if you caught it. Is it this what we're talking historic. about today? It was historic that the Broncos gave up 70 points. Now, a large part of our audience doesn't watch American football. You know, we have a big European audience. We have an Australian audience. Maybe they're not tuned to what that means. I was trying to think. It's the third most points that have ever been allowed mm -hmm. in a football game. Yeah. Third most. First most, by the way, 72 or 73. So I think 73, 72, and now 70. So that's the third worst ever. I think that would be equivalent to 180 points. If the Nuggets got scored on Dude, 180. Haven't be, the Nuggets given that up before? Well, <laughs> it would be equivalent to 180 have. points <laughs> if the team that, that, gave, that scored 180 points just kicked the ball out of bounds when they could have dunked it to set the record. Yeah. Yeah. The Miami Dolphins took mercy upon the Denver Broncos to I, not tie I'm, the And I'm so pissed that they did. I, I do have too. a theory. I Showing too. mercy when you drop 70 points is more disrespectful. I, I agree. <laughs> I actually agree with that. I, I actually agree with that. I, 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 I don't want to spend yes. too much time on the Broncos. <laughs> just to say that here, um, the team that most media in Denver just five years ago said was the only team worth covering. <laughs> just they were insurmountable. Insurmountable. Only, only, only team that was worth covering has somehow lowered the bar every year at the exact same time when the Nuggets have raised the bar every single year. But it is interesting because I did think we could go back through a list of historic L's taken in the NBA <laughs> to get us started on is this, this Monday. Is this the show I'm showing up to? This historic L show? Uh, not a coincidence. Um, <laughs> starting the Monday off so with just some gray vibes. It is somewhat ironic that the Nuggets do have given up the most points ever in a game. 186 to 184 <laughs> in triple overtime against the Detroit Pistons back in the 80s. Here's what's funny about this one. Iconic game. They only lost by two, so you could almost be like, you know, like somebody had to lose. It was an awesome yeah. game. Yeah. Do you remember when <laughs> we had classic. Alex English on? He was proud of this game. He was. I remember that. So, like, this is what's kind of funny about yeah, it. Alex English was all about getting buckets, if we're being honest. <laughs> Which, in hindsight, we're like, so do you appreciate the modern game? He's like, F, yeah, I wish they'd yeah. score more. <laughs> yeah, so Ban the charge. Yeah. Uh, Alex English and George Carl, the two people who have cared about defense the least. Yeah. In the Nuggets history. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, that's so true. Um, the biggest L in Jokic history, Nuggets history, 48 points. This Shh. happened in 1980. They lost Damn. 143 to 95 to the Milwaukee Bucks. And what's weird about it is if you look at this box score, if I were to do, I was thinking about doing this to you guys, like name the players on the Bucks, you wouldn't have gotten. Any of them. What, what year was this? <laughs> this is 1980 Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, Eric, forget about it. Scott Skiles? Eric, tell, what can Good you tell guess. me about Junior Bridgman? Uh, senior Bridgman is better. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what about Dave Myers? Uh, he's an insurance salesman during, during the game. <laughs> during the he's game. a plumber, actually. Quinn, yeah. Quinn Buckner. Quinn Buckner. Greg Bra Buckner's father? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Grandfather, perhaps. Yeah, Bill Brian Buckner. Winters. Bob Lanier, you're only one you would have heard of. Harvey catching, Sidney Moncrief, and then Pat Cummings. Sidney Moncrief. Went We've for 30 of. points. Yeah, I know Sidney Moncrief. Yeah, Sidney Moncrief, you all know. Uh, Coming off the bench, though. Anyway, that's the team that gave Denver their biggest L in franchise history back all the way back in 1980. Um, you might be wondering, what is the worst margin of victory or the biggest margin of the victory in the one? NBA? Does anybody, what would you guess the number is? Oh, in the history of the NBA? Yes. 70. Up. Nope. More. More. From 70? 
That's Here's what's tough. crazy. You guys don't remember this. It happened. It was last, a USA Angola. It happened last year. Wait, <laughs> it was in the NBA. Memphis beating the Oklahoma City Thunder by seventy three points. That happened one fifty two to seventy nine. You guys don't remember that did this? not happen last year. You guys don't remember this? No, I just don't remember yeah. it being presented. My Oklahoma as, City Thunder. I took a massive L. I don't day. remember it being presented as the biggest loss in the NBA. The biggest history. loss. It was seventy three points. One hundred and fifty two to seventy nine. Seventy nine really low for a score. One fifty two really high. It <laughs> took both things happening in the same a- game. SGA can never be ranked above Jamal Murray <laughs> in a player ranking. That's it. Because Dude, of this single game. Yeah, and that can't the, happen. The Broncos lost by seven scores. It's 49 points. Yeah. That's 35 scores? Like, yeah. Come on. Yeah. You're, you're act together, Oklahoma City. The most 30-point losses in a season by the Nuggets happened in 1990. They had 10 30-point losses, which is kind of wild. The most 30-point wins in Denver Nuggets history, it's a tie. One happened in 2008. Okay, not too surprising. Good Nuggets, Mellow, Iverson Nuggets. They won big when they won. Very high-variance team. And then 2022, here's what's crazy. Last year, no Murray, no Porter, and the Nuggets tied a franchise record of 30-point wins. That's why Nicole Jokic won MVP. Isn't that crazy? That's that's hard to wrap. So you're saying 2021, 2022. Yes, 2021, 2022, they had five 30-point wins, which is a tie for the record in the NBA history. Now, in doing this, the Nuggets play really slow, and then when Jamal's there, they play even slower. And I wonder (laughs) if that's part of it. Is that slowing it down. Yeah, you have to play a lot of possession. You have to run and gun and get fast breaks to win by a lot. You either need to make a ton of threes or you need to play fast, and likely you have to do both. And I do wonder, I was going through the numbers. The Nuggets have... A lot of big wins in 2018, 19, and 22. Mm-hmm. Not a lot in 20 and 21. Well, you know who was uh, setting the pace on that team? Faka Kapasa. That dude pushed the ball up he the did. floor. He did. He did. <laughs> I mean, it might be. And then Bones, too, plays fast. So maybe yeah. Denver just had a speedy team. and They did. They lost big and they won big. By the way, this goes back to Malone's point, And maybe this is a lot of what he's saying. Is like he doesn't. He doesn't see a correlation between pace and winning, especially with that team. Right. Yeah, that's a good example yeah. right there of, you know, maybe the be- the most palatable and fun to watch version of Jokic ball is not the best route towards winning. Well, I, I mean, it's just high variance. So if your team is good, the more possessions, the more likely you are to win because you're upping the amount. Like, you know, if me and Eric were to play golf, and I've gotten very good this summer, sure. Eric. No, we, we've heard we've the, heard the prophecy yeah. is finally yeah. coming to pass. The, the prophecy that you foretold. But if we were to play 18 holes, almost certainly you would beat me. If we were to play one hole, you would probably beat me. But if we were just to take one hit, my odds of beating you go way up because the variance is so small. That's the same with, same with playing fast. Now, the biggest margin of victory in a playoff game all time, Nuggets fans will know this one, it's your Denver Nuggets over Chris Paul's New Orleans Hornets, one twenty-one to sixty-three. <laughs> that one was dope. Yeah, we did that rewatch. Yeah. That was dope. To sixty-three is the hilarious. It's just so funny. Anytime you beat Chris Paul in the playoffs, it's pretty dope. Yeah. In regular season, biggest margin of victory fifty-two. Back in two thousand eight, one sixty-eight to one sixteen. Um, biggest win last year. Do you guys remember it? Was and it, what was the margin of victory? Was what it the Oklahoma City Thunder game that you just mentioned? <laughs> no, 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 no. For the, no, the, the Denver, Denver Nuggets. nuggets. 30 points? I can't even... 
34. They beat Minnesota in the game when Minnesota oh, played the other right. guys. That, oh, remember right. when Dane came on this oh, podcast yeah, yeah. right before <laughs> that to say like how close right. it was going to be? And then it was just an absolute massacre. Yeah. That, yeah. Was a, the that was Dane a Moore curse. gem as well, if I believe. I could be wrong on that one. Uh, that Jokic was a, was a plus 40 game. in the game. That's all I can tell you. It was 146 <laughs> to 112. Do you know what their largest margin of victory was in the playoffs? Also, the Minnesota Timberwolves plus 29. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was game number one. So. Yep. Um, oh, really? More so than the Suns clincher? Or maybe it was the Suns game. Maybe. Gonna... Actually, it says first Minnesota, so I think oh. it was a Minnesota game. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, Nuggets' biggest loss last year, minus 30 to Minnesota. <laughs> so Minnesota I remember that one, too. 34-point win and a 30-point Maybe why loss. Dane said what he did. <laughs> yeah, don't blame him. 128 to 98. <laughs> Um, so here's my Was question. that the Nas Reed game? I think it was the Nas yeah. Reed game. Oh, God. Um, what will be Denver's largest margin of victory this year, Eric? Uh, 70, 73. <laughs> Minimum. Dude, I don't know. I mean, like, listen, it's funny because it, in watching that game, you know, you hear the number, you're like, Jesus, what does that, a game like that even look like? It looks like the Denver Broncos where it gets so out of hand that the other team just stop. They just give up. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. the, the, and the team that they're playing has no interest in letting yeah. up. And then it, it's just, you're like, what are we doing? Dude, I don't even think, here's my thing, not to go all full Broncos. I don't even think Miami was trying to run up the score. They just kept having big Bro, plays. They, they were in. just running the ball. They had, their rookie couldn't stop scoring. They had like yeah. a 70-yard pass in, <laughs> in garbage time. But it's like, we didn't do. run the, it was a 75, like a five-yard pass that turned into 70. Right. Yeah. It's going to be like Reggie Jackson just bombing threes in the fourth quarter, and we're like, what do you want us to do? You're right. I don't think a team wins by (laughs) 50. I think a team loses by 50. I think it takes a team being actively terrible. Yeah. (laughs) Not a team being actively good. Nonetheless, um, last year it was 34 wind. Are they going to, do you foresee an even bigger beatdown this year? Yeah, and it's going to be against the Timberwolves. <laughs> really? I mean, it's, no, it's going to be against who are the Nuggets going to beat by 30 something points? It, like you never expected when a thing like that That's happens. That's true. You just it just comes out of nowhere. Like you didn't expect for the Phoenix Suns to just get bludgeoned out yeah. of their mind two years a row in the playoffs. It's just like the second year, maybe I. <laughs> but I wonder if like I could go through the storm. schedule and pick oh out my exactly <laughs> when just, it's going to be. You have to look at the schedule <laughs> to get it. What about this one? What if it's Philly? Now here's why. Wow, it's cool. Become, first of all, it be, it's become a big deal that Embiid never plays in Denver. But also, we don't know the situation with Harden. This or that. Could it be a thing where Philly comes to Denver and Embiid's like, I have to play. Everyone's talking about how I never play here, but there's no Maxi, there's no Harden, and it's like, oh yeah, this is going to go really poorly for Philly. I mean, sign me up for that, sure. I'm in. The, the The problem, I think, with trying to figure out if Denver ups that number is the bench. And I don't... I think we can talk ourselves into the bench being better this year. But I also feel like that's an exercise we do more often than not yeah. around this time of year, is talk ourselves into a bench that's typically disappointing. So I do think... Because the starters are so good, and that to really, really, really blow teams out of the water... And have it over, you know, by the end of the third quarter, the bench needs to carry it, and, and so I'm not really sure how to. I'm not sure if the, if the non-Jokic minutes will be better or worse this year. Well, when you go win big, one thing about the Nuggets in this Jokic era is that they don't. Their longest win streak is nine games. They've been so good, they won a title, and yet nine games, like the Thunder, yeah. have had a nine. We game need win streak. a double-digit. At least win streak this year. We need a, a 13, 14 game win streak. But when is right some, out of the gate. But when is nice. Is there something about their personality as a team that they don't have these? Potentially. 
Um, and does that mean they don't have it? Like the Warriors in their 2017 year, they had like 50 30-point wins. They, they beat teams down because that but was their the Nugget, personality. The Nug- but the Nuggets do have some Warriors characteristics where they can just flip the switch for a yeah. five-minute stretch and go on a 20-5 to five run. The Warriors are able to do that. This Nuggets team, they can do that as well. So they should have that similar mentality. I predict they're going to beat the Portland Trailblazers by 35 points in a game this year. I, I do wonder if... If we're looking for a team. That's the one thing we haven't really seen from the Nuggets yet is is a an evident desire to be that right. team. To, no, this is over by halftime. Start pay, making your plans for tonight. Get out of our faces. Yeah. And the win streak as well. Some of that I wonder is if that's a Jokic thing, and this sounds like a criticism. I don't mean it as one. I don't think it cuts away from his bottom line. But where a Michael Jordan was just so psychotic about, we're not losing this one tonight just because I said so. Right. I well, do think there are some games where Jokic is like, if you guys are going to F around, then I'm going to I F think around. the Nuggets, they're going to need a team to make it personal. Yeah, yeah. Against them. <laughs> <laughs> the Nuggets need a team to make it personal. Like with, the Lakers? What, but the Nuggets, like as far as NBA champions go, are pretty unhateable. Yeah. Just from an NBA team perspective. Um, I think they're more hateable from like a NBA Twitter perspective. But if you're talking about just NBA players, nobody hates the Nuggets. Yeah. When the Warriors were they winning, will, though. trying to win 73 games and being cocky and like Draymond Green is talking his talk, they became hateable by other NBA teams. The Nuggets aren't there yet. Maybe they get there this season. Um, but I, I wonder if like, Somebody needs to make it personal with Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray for them to put it on a team like that. Yeah, like I mean, I feel like the story, the question, the only thing that's really like percolated through this offseason is like, who are the Nuggets? Are the Nuggets the absolute world beaters that we know that they are? Are they going to carry that mentality and that effort into the regular season? And are we going to get that beautiful 72-win Warriors season following up their championship, which I think that we all know or at least feel like they are in, like absolutely capable of. It's just like, do they care enough? I think they do. And I think it honestly comes from not Jokic. I don't think that you can count on him to be that catalyst. It's Jamal Murray. Like, I think just Jamal say. Murray has that like FU in him in the way that other – Nuggets haven't shown that they do, but I think that there's there's like, I think Jamal Murray wants to, to make everyone shut up. Yeah. So, so exactly, man, and and we've talked about what him seizing the moment and kind of leveling up looks like, and I wonder if Eric just hit the nail on the head right there with, he is the guy that goes, yo, we're not losing this effing game tonight, not because it matters, because I said so, like because right. I just don't want to, because I hate these guys, and I think Draymond is that for Golden State more than Steph. So in that way, could it be Jamal and not Jokic? I don't think Jokic will ever be that guy. I do think, though, you need a couple Bruces, too. Like, the guys that aren't on the starting lineup that come in that don't take it easy, that don't just come out and run, they're like, no, we're launching threes, babe. We're up 30. We're going to make it 40 now. And I wonder if Denver has those guys. Um, But I will say, I think the Nuggets, you're right that they haven't been hated. I think that they're hated this year by some teams. I do think that they find some teams that are like, 
F the Nuggets. We specifically hate that team. I think Phoenix is going to be I one think of them. There's, yep. there's one Phoenix team is one of them. Yep. And I think already the fan base. The is Lakers, that Lakers are another one. I think the one. Lakers are definitely another one. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers yeah, they don't feel this way. Enough. I mean, but all like, the same, I mean, there are teams out there that like are absolutely gunning for the Denver Nuggets. Minnesota might become one. Yes, honestly. maybe. Like, I could see Minnesota being like, yeah, we that we hate the Nuggets. Yeah. Um, all right, let's take a break. On the other side, I want to do a little bit of a largest margins of victories and losses in the Jokic era. Because it's kind of fun. The games that I found were actually very interesting and memorable. Guys, you don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. That's because Nutrafol is here to provide a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Uh, Nutrafol has got a great deal going on for DNVR listeners. You can go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code DNVR. Nutrafol.com slash men. Use the promo code DNVR. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. This is just for a limited time, so make sure to get on this quick. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping uh, when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code DNVR. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals. That's a lot. There's a lot of healthcare professionals. Holy I didn't even know there were 4,000 healthcare professionals I, on this planet. There can't be. But there are obviously way more than that because 4,000, <laughs> more than 4,000 of them recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men. N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men. Promo code DNVR. Man, I'm an, I'm an eye test fella myself. My eyes tell me Denver, waking up a bit, man. People back on the streets. Okay. People outside. People hanging out. The vibes are good. Uh, listen, it was a tough it was a tough time for everyone, but I think the <laughs> vibes are back. Denver seems awake, and if you want to get out in Denver, become a Denverite. Don't just rent a zip code here if you're new. Go get out into the community. I humbly suggest Volo Sports, the largest social sports company in the U.S. We play at Volo, so the kids play for free. The Volo Kids Foundation is a separate 501c3 that provides free sports camps to kids in each Volo city. And to help them out, all you have to do is help yourself out, have some fun, meet some friends out and about in uh, Lodo, Rhino, Uptown City Park, the Highlands, Sloan's Lake, Cherry Creek, DU, Englewood, Arvada, Aurora, Northfield, and more. Volo has leagues for you to join as a free agent, part of a team, beer in hand, kickball, bowling, volleyball. Get out there. Fall leagues are open now. Sign up before it's too late. Get your Volo pass and start playing in leagues as a free agent today. Make sure to use code DNVR10 for $10 off at www.volosports.com slash Denver. There you go. All right, back here, segment two. Real quick to wrap up this segment here. The largest margin of victory for the Nuggets in the Jokic era. Does anybody off the top of your head, do you just remember the game by chance? Probably not. The lar- the I didn't think of it. Margin of victory? Yeah. It, it was 45 points. They won a game by 45 points. And it was in 2018 against the Atlanta Hawks. I don't remember, remember that game. I, off the top of my head, I didn't remember it ever either. But, either. but if I were to tell you, 2018 Denver Nuggets, guess the starting five that night for this game. Paul Millsap? Jamal Murray. Paul Millsap, not Jamal Murray. Really? He was out this game, which again, to my theory about the biggest blowout. You hate Jamal Murray. That's no, it's not that's that. I'm saying again. the biggest blowout. You're kind of serious. With, this. Right. 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 Here, with Jamal Murray, the Nuggets win a championship. <laughs> But without him, they beat the Hawks sometimes by 45. Which uh, one do you want? It's up so, to you. Monte Morris? Monte Morris was okay. the point guard that night. Paul Millsap was the power Gary forward. Gary Harris? Garris? Gary Harris was the shooting guard that night. 
Tori Craig? Do you guys want to guess Jokic real quick just to get it away? Jokic is He's Tori Craig. So, nope, there was a three and it was not Tori Craig. Was it like Wancho or something? It was Wancho. Let's go, dude. Wancho had 25. What could have been? Wancho had 25 points for the second best game of his career. Second best game? 27 is his best game. Yeah, and then the the uh, the Warriors game as well, right? Yeah. He was a part. That's the thing about Wancho. He wasn't just a vibesman. He was uh, a human victory cigar. Wow. You know? The Nuggets need Wancho back in order to get their <laughs> largest margin of victory this year. Isn't that kind of hilarious? He's so a free agent. Wancho He's actually playing in Europe this year. Monte, Wancho, Millsap, Gary. He really is like part of all of like the most remarkable yeah. victories Prior to this championship, there's a case to be made that Wancho had the highest peak and lowest floor of any <laughs> Jokic era player ever, which is why it made so much sense for him to be in an Adam Sandler movie. Oh, it was actually <laughs> made the most sense. I think it's so true. If the yeah. Nuggets have any sense of humor, they will retire Wancho's jersey when they do Jokic. Yeah, just right next we'll be to the each only other. people who know what why? the joke is. I think it's hilarious that Wancho's parties. Um, the Nuggets had had in the era 17 games with 30. Plus uh, margin of victory. Last year, just two. 2022, as I mentioned, five. 2021, they had four. What about their largest margin of defeat? Probably to the Houston Rockets. No. Was it opening it's night when we were doing a watch along? <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Okay. It really wasn't. I was going to guess it was to the James Harden, Clint Capella no. era. Was it when the oh Warriors hung like 75 on them? I, they for, scored no, 50 in the was, first quarter. It was not to the Golden State Warriors with KD. It was. Game three against Utah. Oh, God. The largest margin of loss in the, the Jokic era. Oh, God. They lost by 37 points. In game three? Yeah, that was, God, uh, no that was the day. That's that, when we were all rethinking the future yeah. of this company. Yeah, we were like, I, I, I really liked it. No, 124. You know, I like really nearly rescinded my fandom at that point. 124 to 87 was the final score yeah. of that That was game. the darkest... Hour in the darkest oh, era of Why the, are we talking about the country. Yeah. Yo, Jokic was dude. That was like during the COVID, like the height of COVID. Super sick time. Jokic yeah. got outscored by Jesus. Yang in that game. <laughs> they also lost by thirty-seven. We get like blocked by Gobert and like embarrassing. Fat. I can't, why are we talking about it's this? Because it's literally the last. It was the darkest moment before. The <laughs> it was the only time the haters were ever right, dude. Yeah, it was the only yeah, time, the and only they actually time. weren't right. They were just right from. They a got to dig bit. themselves yeah. a little yeah. further. I got threatened by a member of Jokic's family. It's, it's all good. <laughs> it was a rough, it was a rough time for all of us. It was rough for all of us. Thankfully, I'll they won. Tell that story some other day. <laughs> they did uh, also lose. I to, it was Natalia. They also another <laughs> embarrassing wasn't. one, guys. They lost to the Indiana Pacers in 2019. This oh, was the team God. that beat them by 37 points. Thad Young, Miles Turner, Wes Matthews. Boyan Bogdanovich and Corey Joseph. Listen, sometimes you Denver worse than sometimes any Sometimes you wake up in, in in Indiana and those guys just want it more than you do. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Tyreek Evans had 11 points. Tyreek Evans. This For the a, Nuggets? <laughs> nope. You might have guessed that. <laughs> Uh, Aaron Holiday, Doug McDermott also going off. TJ Leaf made an appearance in the game. He was Super a plus cool. six. Yeah. I liked him in the draft. So a little bit of fun with numbers there for you guys uh, going back in Nuggets history. Um, will they eclipse that this season? Will they eclipse it? Wait, we find out. Before we get Only to the Jamal Murray plays. Before we get to the Suns and, and <laughs> Nurkic, I want to use the rest Jamal. of the segment real quick <laughs> with just kind of a random one here to talk about. <laughs> there are six new head coaches with an NBA this year. I'm curious what you guys think the impact they're going to have. There's some ones that really don't pertain to Denver too much. Monty Williams with the Pistons. Yeah, I have literally no thoughts on that. Monty Williams will um, 
He'll have a positive impact on the Pistons. I think so, too. Absolutely. For sure. Oh, Monty Williams is like an absolute. He's, he's like, a great culture builder. He is. He's like a great yeah. coach when the hour is darkest. And then when it gets to the point where you need to have like, I mean, there's a lot. There's, it's so funny how coaches fall into one category or another. And Michael Malone got mercifully beat the allegations and he was tied to the former, which is just vibes builder, culture builder, like you know, coaching young kids up and yeah. getting them ready for the NBA versus tactician, uh, which is, you know, you think about a Greg Popovich or right. other guys on that, Nick Nurse sort of on that side of the, uh, of the if ledger. If you're looking to alienate your young, talented big, he's like fucking inner circle. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. He, that's the funny thing is that his failings in Phoenix were because he lost that like attaboy side of coaching. He like absolutely alienated DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. The entire culture sort of fell apart. They had a scapegoat that they could all point to and they had high-end talent that just was, you know, left to just sort of float and find out its own and they got murdered over right. and over. So Monty yeah. Williams I think is a really good coach. I think you can win a championship with him. I mean, the Suns were up 2-0 in the yeah, finals with close. him as their coach. But he's also I think a great coach for a team like Detroit that has a young budding star in Cade Cunningham. Yep. I, I just think like that's a great situation for, for him. Uh, Rockets, Ime Adoka. I actually think like the Rockets aren't going to be a threat to the Nuggets or anything in the West, but I do wonder if he has like I mean, a big listen, turnaround. If you're looking to clean up your culture and your entirety, <laughs> it's the first hire you make. You say that, like, but here's the thing about I'm just, it. I really am. You, just... you are joking and it is a funny joke, but at the same time, I think the Celtics culture this last year was way worse than it was that's, two years That's ago. the deeply ironic part is yeah. that he actually really might help clean up the the on the court culture. The on the court. Yeah, because I mean, man, <laughs> it's so it's, that Emei Ducka story is the wildest in a long time. Still waiting for somebody to get to the bottom of it. I actually don't even want to get to the bottom. No, of it. it feels like yeah, it feels like exceptionally dark and sticky. Like yeah. I, I want no part of it. But like interesting word choice. <laughs> no, it was intentional. <laughs> it was a very intentional, very intentional yeah. word choice. I, I know. I, uh, but I it's like something it you like don't necessarily want to wade into. But it's also like, bro, how bad could it have been to walk away from like what he had built with the Celtics? Like they're still like. But the players didn't like him though. Well, and they didn't like him in my opinion. It's I mean who knows? We know who really knows. We're not behind the closed doors. But. They were a very disciplined and intense team That's last year, and he yeah. was a hard ass on them. And then the players didn't like him, and they brought in a softy, and they were way worse. Yep. So sometimes I thought the players liked him. No, I mean Jalen Brown allegedly really did not like him. Well, I think may I, have played. I'm waiting for the first report where we find out something that Jalen Brown likes. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like anything. He hates Boston. He, like, he hates everything. Like yeah. who cares? Um, I mean that that's the city's attitude so he's just fitting in i guess so but is there a chance though that you know he has a surprising impact on houston and they're like yes not not they're like an eight seed caliber team for most of the year and we're just oh, kind of like absolutely. what the hell i mean i i think the goal with him there is they're gonna start playing real basketball yeah like they weren't playing real basketball they were playing you know g league oh, ignite basketball Cooper's for the Paradise last couple years yeah just like Go be a hooper. Come to Houston. <laughs> You're right. Jalen Green's going to hate him. He is going to yeah, hate him. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. But again, I, I, need, I need someone to clearly delineate for me what the roster is in Houston. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, like, that's another thing that's helping him is the roster is a bit more real 
this year yeah. with Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Kind Brooks. of, but also Fred Van's like, wait, I have to play deep. When they signed me, they told me I could get buckets. That's yeah. what I, would, I was told I would get buckets. The, I, the biggest reason why it might be like a real basketball team is Ime Odoka clearly wanted no part of James Harden. Right. It, it was clear that he got the job, and the first thing he said was, okay, we're not trading we're for out, James Harden out, yeah. or signing James Harden. So that's, that was the first positive step You're in right. their <laughs> rebuild. Who wants, to, who wants a piece of James Harden? Nobody. Point. Nobody. Not even the only, literally the only guy who ever stand for him in the NBA <laughs> is, is his biggest enemy now. Yeah. Yeah. That's the wildest thing ever, dude. Uh, the Bucks got Adrian Griffin. This one's really interesting to me because the Bucks are title contenders, and they have a new head coach. Man... I know this one to me has like really, I feel like this is a story that's not really talked about. He might yeah. be great. A new coach might be great, but he might not. And you're talking about Giannis who's already putting the like, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be here for forever. Yeah. I, I mean, the thing Adrian Griffin has is from all reports, it sounds like he's the guy Giannis wanted. Yeah. Uh, but you know, that, I mean, <laughs> that honeymoon only lasts so long. Yeah. Especially if you don't have a great season. Oh, no. But he was the guy who was at the top of all those next coach in the NBA list. And it, the the Bucks looking forward with a head coach after somehow escaping with a title from Bud, who like look his like his competence level as a coach is very high. But as far as innovative game changers and like he's he is almost like a Sean Payton, right? Like wherever yeah. he goes next, man. Sorry to do the Broncos thing, but he. You son of a bitch. So I think like looking for a forward-thinking younger head coach makes sense. I'm with you though. The floor on that, like if you're bad for the first month, like you said, I, there's the conversations are going to start, man. I feel that whole Bud situation is I feel terrible about. Like he lost his brother at the highest like emotional point of the season, and was obviously like unable to shake it. And he, but I, he, he, he was like frozen on the side. I mean, I just feel b bad for the entire thing. Like it, to me, it's like that is honestly between that and the fact that Giannis got hurt is like the biggest storyline as to why Milwaukee flamed out in the way that they did. And it wasn't just like that they were they lost vision or all of these but things. I, so it, you're right. Like to disrupt that and bring in a completely new voice, it's like, a risk. It's a huge risk. It's a risk. I think they didn't like Bud before that. Clearly. So I Clearly. think this actually predated that. But nonetheless. Uh, 76ers got Nick Nurse. That's right, they did. This might just have zero impact on the team. <laughs> did you? Did, is it There's true? just nothing Nick Nurse can do to rectify what's happening in Philly. <laughs> That's my take. He's on it. yelling at James Harden to run on the wings, and James is like, "Okay, buddy." He's like, "Are you yeah. kidding me?" Dude, didn't, is it not true that one of his first quotes is that Embiid needs to like play more? Yeah, yeah. All right, so off to a good start. Yeah, I don't know, right? Man. I mean, Nick Nurse's mo is like, we play the starters a ton, and, and don't we play, play the defense bench. in November. Yeah. So I don't know, man. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. What about Frank Vogel? Frank Vogel with the Suns. Good hire. Uh, I, thought, I don't know. It's the same category as Nick Nurse, where I'm like, I think they're both good coaches. Who knows though? Who knows? Yeah, they're not like coaches that work everywhere, and so we'll see if they work here. And it's very particular superstars to work with. Yeah, I don't think the Suns were in a position to go say, "Hey, let's find the next forward-thinking, innovative assistant." I think they had to go find a champ on the market that they could trust. These guys will, at some level, respect, or at least not just completely turn a blind ear to in the huddle. Right. I don't know if Vogel really commands that respect, but he's been around. He's won a title with LeBron. I think it is different than the young, flashy hire, which they couldn't. They yeah. couldn't do. And he was, you know, he went to the Lakers and was basically looked at as like a stuffed shirt on the sideline. Right. But 
he was able to. He could go for wearing a slightly smaller um, <laughs> quarter zip. A, a quarter zip, yeah. yeah. But it, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he could yeah. go a size up. But it's, you know, but it is the country. wildest thing to you know. It's not. It's not a sure thing that if you have a team that is established, has a hierarchy on the floor, superstars that you're able to just let that to just set it and let it run. Like he was right. able to actually make that work in the the case of the Lakers. I mean, we've seen with. I don't know, a superstar like, oh, I don't know, Kevin Durant in Brooklyn, where you put Steve Nash sort of in that same position, and it was an absolute disaster. I think, like, that guy, right. Frank Vogel, to me, strikes me as more of a, like, disciplinarian in a sense, but at Adult least has, in the room. He, he, at least he, has a, he at least has a backbone. Yeah, yeah right? Frank Vogel I'm actually coaches. Like, Monty Williams was, I think, kind of a great coach for the Suns because he was, you know... He was the guy who come who comes up with the catchy slogans, yeah. <laughs> like great talking with the media, great setting the tone. He didn't actually do a lot of coaching, I don't think. Frank Vogel's gonna try to coach. Yes. And he's a coach. The question you're wondering is how much coaching do Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal want to receive? Well, I will tell you, Frank Vogel's question. first move was coming in and recapturing DeAndre Ayton and saying, hey, new coach, you're now yeah. in my, under my you're, wing. We got you. You're and, in then, and then like a month later, it leaked that they're trying to trade him to every single team. So. Yeah, man, what does this guy do in between <laughs> He's got to be the worst person. He's just vandalizing He's got to be the, the worst arena? teammate. We'll what? get to that next segment. Last one is Raptors, Raptors got Serbian coach Darko Rahakovic. I'm probably saying that wrong, but I haven't heard it pronounced just yet. We don't know anything about him. Also, the Raptors, who knows where they're at? Go ahead. No. <laughs> Is it Rajakovic? Or I, I don't know. We've heard so little about him. We've never even heard his name. <laughs> Everyone's afraid to try it for the first time in the mic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't imagine. Him. I'm rooting for him. I, I can't imagine he has that much of an impact just because that team looks like a disaster. Wait a second. Wait. Masai? Serbian head coach? Maybe I'm rooting for him to fail here. Get lost. <laughs> don't even put that in the universe. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I just said two things, and then I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I think it'll be cool. I, I, just for the obvious reasons, the connection. But I, right. don't, I don't know anything about him. Let's take a break. I want to get to the other side and talk about the real story today, which is the Suns. They have a plan to stop Nikola Jokic. And his name, Yusef Nurkic. We'll get to that on the other side. <laughs> if they think that, they're probably smoking some Kind Love. Uh, kind Love is excited to be an official partner of DNVR. He hasn't liked that joke at all. I did. I did like <laughs> it. I thought it was good. I got it was zero good. response from Sorry, I, wasn't, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> it was I'm going to shoot you yeah. straight. Just total crickets from that. Um, <laughs> kind Love, uh, they are local. They are Colorado through and through, established in 2010. What are they known for? Cultivating some of the highest quality cannabis in the state. When you go to Kind Love, you know you're getting super high quality marijuana. Authentic genetics, patient grow techniques. It's one of the highest quality brands in Colorado. Uh, they recently launched a game-changing new product in the industry known as Turbo Core. Dude, I turbo boosted my Sunday. Did you? It was Whoa. awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Was that I, I after wish I the Broncos game or turbo during? Core Cerebral cortex. <laughs> yeah, no, it was once I saw the score for sure. Yeah. yeah. The turbo core, if you don't know, it's a hundred milligram stick that looks like a toothpick. Hell yeah, it is. Uh, it's full of full spectrum cannabis concentrate designed with a pointed tip so you can easily slide it into any joint, blunt, or cigarette. 
Uh, check out Kind Love. You can visit one of their stores in Cherry Creek or North Denver. Mention DNVR. Receive the DNVR exclusive discount. 25% off all Kind Love flower pre-rolls and their turbo joint line. You can also visit their website, kindlove.com. Use the code DNVR for online ordering and view their full extensive menu. I appreciate the innovation. Don't put that in a cigarette, man. Don't do that. Um, okay, Breckenridge Brewery, Broncos Country. We love Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. And Broncos Country is appropriate for the season because right now everyone wants ounces. to drink a lot of them and not think about the football. <laughs> uh, so if you're at the bar already for the game, and you're like, man, this is tough. We also have Broncos Country at the bar. It's only six bucks. It's delicious. Break Brew has a beer for every occasion, even the total bummers. Uh, try out some of our favorites: Avalanche Amber Ale, Mile High City, bars. Broncos Country Pale Ale, Fun Slinger, <laughs> know, Good no. Company Hard Seltzer. Check it out at the DNVR bar if you want to drink it and be sad in your own home. Um, Choose the Breck Beer Locator. Six bucks? That's a gr- I would have expected $70. <laughs> That's what you would think, but no. <laughs> but only six. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the Bronx. It's not the Miami. It's the Broncos. Oh, right, right, yeah, right. right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's cool. the Broncos one. Um, Just uh, Breckenridge Brewery is great. They have nothing to do with the football. They don't actually have anything to do with that. Um, guys, over the weekend, some rumors started to pick up over Damian Lillard. You've been following this story Dude, pretty closely. Did he get traded? No, All he right. didn't get traded, Sick. but there are some rumors And there's an here. update, though. And one of those updates is the Phoenix Suns, who have long been rumored to be trying to get rid of DeAndre Ayton, have their eyes on Yusef Nurkic as a replacement. Now, this isn't an Ayton for Nurkic swap. I think everybody would agree that that would be a downgrade. But they're hoping that they can turn Ayton into a wing and Nurkic. What do we think of this this plan here? This, I think, could be a disaster for the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> because if you're relying on Yusef Nurkic as your starting center, you don't have a center. Like, if you have Yusef Nurkic as your center, you don't have a center. I, I, I have long said that I think Nurkic is one of the more overrated players in the NBA. And but he's, now he's, now he's just, now he's lower. not even very highly rated. Right. And, and I still think he's overrated. Um, he can't stay healthy. He's not even a good defender. And on offense, he thinks he's a good offensive player. He thinks he's actually Deandre Ayton with, you know, the jumpers he, sh- he shoots and the type of shots he tries to seek out. But he's always been an inefficient offensive guy. And um, especially on a team like the Suns, where you have Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, who need a lot of shots, inserting a guy like Yusef Nurkic, who has always looked for his own offense, that seems like a disaster to me. I, I wonder, there's one particular, I do think Nurkic might be a better playmaker than Aiton. And I, you know, he's not an exceptional one, but he, he, I think he can make some passes. He can. And that extra, they kept trying to find Aiton at the free throw line, MPJ sliding over. That was an interesting battle because Aiton goes up kind of soft sometimes. Speaking of going up soft, yeah, Nurkic, Nurkic follows that. One thing Nurkic can do in that spot is make an extra pass, but, but I don't, I don't, offense wasn't really their problem, I don't think. And I, I mean, Aiton, maybe in theory, you could at least convince yourself was a great Jokic option. Can you? I Look, man, more so than Nurkic, sure. God, hold on a second, I, man. Hold on a second. Look, more so. I don't I actually feel think he's a stopper, to wanna, be very clear. I, I but, feel differently about Nurkic. Uh, I, wanna, I do think that if Nurkic is in the way, it's, it's light work, man. To me, 
Yusuf Nurkic is a really good player that's been put in the wrong position for most of his career. Like I saw, I was so encouraged by young Yusuf Nurkic. I saw like a big, strong guy that, uh, you know, had, that is like unusually quick for somebody his size and also has the ability to be like kind of a bully. And then all of that went away. He plays so soft in Portland. Like, and, but he didn't play soft when he first arrived in Portland. Like he actually, oh, like, he had a chip on his shoulder. That this is what I'm saying. Like I've months. seen him do this and I feel like, I feel like if he goes to Phoenix and he is in a position where he it can kind of be like a tough guy behind the wall, like he can sort of hide behind Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, Ke- uh, Booker. Like, I actually think it's a, going to be a, a benefit. I actually like am a little nervous about the idea of Yusuf Nurkic going to there because I know how good he can be. I, I just have seen him be so soft, play so soft. He was soft in Denver though, man, and he was. You're right that he wasn't soft for a very specific stretch where he had a lot of motivation at his back. Yeah. And also I think more important of a new, anytime there's a new trade like that, where there's a new player that changes the dynamic of a team. Oftentimes it's like teams have to figure them out for a while. And I don't think anybody had figured them out yet. That's, this is my opinion on the Yusef Nurkic honeymoon in, in, in Portland. If he goes to the Phoenix Suns, especially in the offseason trade or like a trade that happens this week, they might get off to an incredibly hot start. There would be a honeymoon period. There'd be a honeymoon period. Yes. And I think this is that. But I think by the time playoffs roll around, Nurkic is too limited as a player. And your point about him being soft, one of the things I really don't like about his game, but he's always been that. I've always thought Nurkic was the guy that was 100 pounds heavier than everybody ever knew and mistook that for being a tough guy. Right. And, and you know what I mean? He grew up just thinking he was the toughest guy on the block when he's uh, actually just the biggest guy. I, I agree. But I, I just feel like they have guys on their team that actually do play tough. So he doesn't have to be the tough guy, even though he essentially is that. You Who know, is the tough guy? I would say that... Uh, Devin Booker plays tough. I would say that I Kevin think Durant. Devin Booker's a front runner. There's a reason they've lost in humiliating fashion both I years. think you're right. I mean, I think you're right. I just, to me, not, he's not, a, not tough. I just think that Booker to me is more of a guy who is at his best when they're up 10. Right. And that guy, then he's like Kobe Bryant. You can't stop him. Yeah. Uh, look, the, the reporting out of Phoenix has been that they view Nurkic as a defensive right. potential linchpin. Right, uh, which is, that's uh, that's a tough. A that's back tough. line defender, right? That is supposedly an upgrade in that department over Aiton. He's not. He's not that. I mean, Yusuf Nurkic. If you haven't watched him in a few years, like you might have this image of him as a rim protector, defender, rebounder. He's he hasn't been that guy in a while. Uh, he he's not athletic enough. He gets hurt too much. He's not mobile enough. Right. He, he's not an upgrade defensively over DeAndre. He's not even that physical. And you, okay, he's this big dude, but he, he goes up soft offensively. And my thing with the Suns, if, if you're playing Denver, who has Jokic, which is a mobile redwood tree, and then Aaron Gordon, like Durant's on the floor. What, where's the physical element component to the Phoenix Suns? Which I, if I'm a Suns fan, I'm obviously excited about the moves. You have to be. Yeah. But and even maybe this potential move because Aiton has just been nothing. But I am wondering who who's the physical presence on this team, especially down low, but in general, because I don't. They don't have one right I, now, and I think that's a problem when playing teams like Denver and even even the Lakers. You know. Yeah. I I'll say this. I asked somebody the other day about like on a scale of one to ten, what is Aiton's defensive impact against Jokic? I actually think that's an incoherent way to do this. Because I actually think you can only 
break it into three categories. There's not a ten categories of stopping yoke. There are the top category, which would be guys like Bam Adebayo and Anthony Davis, and uh, you know maybe you can name a few others who Jokic is kind of solved. Right. But at least you could say like, yeah, but those guys are hard to score against. Like they still make it as hard as possible. You could have a medium grade guys, which to me would be more like Demontis Sabonis. Um, you know, guys that where do you put Wendell Carter in this mix? Wendell Carter <laughs> might be the three. He might be at the top might level. Be to be one. honest he with you, at the, at the part. But I'm saying the medium grade are guys that don't stop Jokic, but at least they make him work on the other end. And it's like, okay, well, you're going to give something. And then there's the ones, which make up a majority of centers, of which it's like they have no impact on him defensively. And offensively, maybe they make jumpers, maybe they don't. But they're not. you're not beating Denver with their offense. Yeah, I think Aiton has gone from a three to a one. And we thought of him as a guy that's like, well, he is long, and Jokic does struggle. Guys, 34... 19 and 5 in limited minutes, 39, 16 and 5, 30, 17 and 7, 53 and 11, 29, 13 and 12. Those were Jokic's numbers yeah. in the first five games when he was out there. He is back to category one. And so here's my thought Nurkic to me is also a category one. But if you can get two players, to me, it's almost like they're punting on Jokic and just saying, like, hey, he's going to score on us no matter what. We might as well have a Jock Landale type guy. Nurkic will do. Let's what's, go try to get OG what's and Anobi. interesting with that is. I had a tweet that went a little viral last week where I said that no team in the West, no contender in the West has made a move that's focused on defending Nikola Jokic. And the response to that is exactly what I thought the response would be and what I wanted it to be. And it was that there is nobody who can stop Nikola Jokic. (laughs) There is no defender and no defensive scheme that Uh, you can adjust to to stop Nicole Jokic. That was what everybody was quote tweeting my tweet with. And and that's kind of the point that I was making with that tweet. Um, but I actually think the one thing that you can do to adjust to Nicole Jokic a little bit is just stack your team with size and physicality. And the tweet was on the heels of the Warriors not signing Dwight Howard. Right. right? Um, which I, I think is kind of the one thing that I thought we might see some contenders do. Maybe it's what Boston is doing with Porzingis and the three right. big men that they have there. That's the one strategy that I think, I or I guess I thought teams right. might do. Just load up on big men that can like play a Jock Landau-type defensive strategy on Jokic. Maybe that would be you know something Phoenix pivots to. But yeah. that's my point about the Nurkic move. It's not like I'm not over here like super stoked on Aiton, and I don't think he's a Jokic stopper. I just certainly don't think you've addressed either of what those dynamics or checked those boxes by adding Nurkic. Yeah. He is in fact big. He does not play big. Okay. If you had Nurkic and a Jock Landau and a Dwight Howard, right, yeah. right, maybe you're getting somewhere there and sure. a Bobo. Um, yeah, Kale, let's see what, <laughs> what Nurkic go. has to say about Phoenix. I mean, he would be interested in joining. Oh. I, I feel. What does he have to say? Zoom in. That's so tiny. I don't know if anybody can read that. Uh, Nurkic, uh, Brooklyn situation all over again. Crying <laughs> yeah, this emoji. This is after Dude, this the... is June eighteenth, twenty twenty three. Right when the Beal trade happened, brother. There's all Yusuf Nurkic has turned into Donald Trump. There's always a tweet. <laughs> There's a tweet for There's always a tweet. If you could always go back. <laughs> Nurkic does not believe in the Bradley Beal acquisition, according to Yusef Nurkic, it's which incredible. I kind of love. It's How is that funny. not deleted yet? <laughs> no, that's what I thought, too. Um, the last part of this, guys, and you alluded to this, Eric. Nurkic has, I, 
I have to be honest. I have the most conflicted feelings of almost, uh, some of the most conflicting feelings about Devin Booker because there are things about Devin yeah. Booker that I actually really like. Of you course, guys know I love footwork. I think his game is as pretty as it gets. Yes, I do think he's a bit of a front runner. He is. I mean, I, I can't believe I said he plays tough. But boy, yeah, he's got some of these qualities. He but talks I look tough. at it and I go, I think Nurkic is like. I think that he's so perfect for Booker. Yeah, I almost look at this when I hear it. I go, oh, that's so perfect. He is. A perfect personality to go to there to make us hate them more. I think if he goes there, there yeah. is a chance that this rivalry gets so out of control yeah. that it breaks our entire company apart. No question. Absolutely no question. I mean, the NFL is already doing its best to sink our company down into the, the <laughs> so abyss, true. into Davy Jones's locker, and like make no one ever want to talk about football again. But yes, the high level between... I, I mean, I don't even, it's not, it wasn't intentional, but it feels intentional that we just were like, what are the most uncomfortable cities we could set up uh, <laughs> markets in? We go yeah. Philly, uh, Phoenix. Uh, we got to do LA next, baby. Got to do get, LA next, but yes. We got to like get the, a Lakers beat. So wait, ESPN beat. is in our, that's yeah, not that's the LA not ours, No, no. <laughs> okay. We would okay. build our own even <laughs> oh, more okay. LA. I see. Contingent. I see. Um, you guys aren't doing Boston, are you? Don't probably, answer that. Don't answer that. We probably have to get the one trick that I have to do the film study. I would have to get, get him. We, like, do, we do need that guy. one. We need that one weird trick. <laughs> one weird trick. Just becomes our guy, man. Oh, man. Um, I do think it would make us hate Phoenix and more, the Suns somehow. more. Um, just because it would make us increasingly mad because we know he's not good. Yeah. And they would think he's good. Oh. But we know like he sucks. What do you mean? Like, I don't know, Bull Bull? Yes, it would be Bull <laughs> Bull, but he's actually starting or... and playing, so it means a little more. It would be so full circle, too, because Nurkic is one of the original bosses that Denver defeated and leveled up. Yeah, so yeah. He might have been the of. first boss. He was. And then the Suns were kind of a very late entry. To this whole era, yeah, and I just there'd be kind of. Of course, Nurkic is not the same player. Not that it would have mattered, but I, there is a beautiful through line here of like or reconnection of now. Now we take some of our old initial disgruntled Brother, this is energy like, and we this, pour it into. It's, I, it's like when you play Piston Honda the second time in Tyson's Punch Out, <laughs> and he comes back, but he's way better. He's way better. Yeah, yeah. It, you guys I know that reference. Sure, totally. I actually know That's that so reference good. very well. I, I saw the blank stares on everybody else's face. Um, but this is this conversation is like why yeah, that's good, man. shortening the regular season, all of these things where people want less basketball. It's like this long form narrative is so much more interesting yeah. than the day to day, and yeah. like it all plays into it. It leads up. We're talking about games that happened three, four years ago that were the have a nice summer, like all this stuff that it's just, there's these bizarre storylines that exist um, that you just, like, I love the NBA for that. Yeah. I mean, I hate the NBA. Don't get me wrong. Like, oh, we it's all the hate most, it. it is the most despicable Terrible. league in the land because of the way it talks about itself. But like the actual meat yeah. of what's happening in the NBA night to night. I love this. And stuff, these things man. are fresher in our memories than we pretend. Like, I think we overthink all of this stuff when it comes to caring as fans. The in-season tournament, the second your team's in a win or lose game, you're going to want oh, them to yeah, win. You're in, yeah. I, I'm applying the same kind of logic here. We can say, okay, you're, it's old. Nurk is irrelevant. We don't care anymore. The second the Suns win a regular season game and you see that guy smile. Oh, God. It's back on. I'm so oh, angry no, right now. No, I'm already there. I'm telling you guys. This is why I thought it was so I'm interesting. So angry. Said, you don't think anybody hates the Nuggets. I honestly think the rivalries this year just go up a whole other level. Of course level. they I do. I think Nurkic is going to end up in now Phoenix one way or another. Now we have something to lose, dude. Too much smoke there. I just would bet can, it gets done. 
And then I think we're going to hate them even more. I think the Suns will probably beat Denver once this year, and I'll bet you Nurkic has something to say. Dude. And it's just going to be more and more are, intense. Are we sure the NBA isn't scripted? <laughs> no! Scripted. Like, not could we think of a more perfect move? Joel Embiid. Oh my god. But like a more, he might per- up- a more perfect realistic move. Like that's not yeah, yeah, you're that right. realistic. That's too much. Yeah. yeah. Could we think of a move that incites more of a Suns Nuggets rivalry than putting Yusef Nurkic on there? The only one would probably be Joel and B. Yeah. And or, he like comes Gobert, out there, but even that's just they funny. like bring him out in a coffin the first game. He like pops out. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Prepare, be prepared, guys. He has I think- some quote at Media Day that is like, oh, yeah, everybody's talking about the Nuggets as the team you know, to beat out West. Tweet, we'll see about that. He tweets I actually, something with, that has a laughing emoji at the end. We're just yeah. like, oh, God. Yeah. We, we talked about Denver s- stepping into this now a little bit, like being the champions, and, and, and I wonder if... Yeah, like Phoenix just needs to sign Bones Highland. Whether, Sorry, oh. go ahead. So, so not just embracing, like, wanting to win 72 or, 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 or all of that, but we're the biggest blowout. But I also, I would love to see the Nuggets as champions enter the best current rivalry in the NBA. Yes. Right? Like, we associate, like champions? Right, like a lot of the best teams in the league, somewhere in there, there's a... there's a And so I, I wonder, like, can the Nuggets and Suns make themselves the best rivalry in the NBA? And that, I, I just wonder, because there's room for that right now. And I think it'd be fun if the Nuggets could have one of those. Yeah. Um, all right, let's take a break. On the other side, we're going to have to push most of the mailbag bets to tomorrow. We had four people on the show today. It's been a while. We're going a little I long. Know. So we're going to just answer one question that might be of interest to Eric. I'm, I'm sorry. I want to talk about Are we talking about that? Yeah, we're talking I about it. I want to talk we're about talking, it. We're talking about it. We're talking about it. We're talking about it. I don't know what the thing is. Shady Rays, guys, take on the sun with gear built to last. It's beautiful out in Denver today. Oh, is 75, it? 80 degrees. You need your shady rays yeah, out there. Always every sunny day. in it's Denver. Always sunny it in really Denver is, is, man. Uh, this is exclusive to our listeners, Shady Rays. They got a great deal going on. You can go to shadyrays.com, use the code DNVR, 50% off two plus pairs of polarized Ooh. sunglasses. All, you can go to shadyrays.com, browse their entire selection. They have all different <laughs> styles, like aviators. Wave like the, whatever style of sunglasses you wear, you Dude. can find it on Shady Rays. Also, in tons of different colors for every different model, they've got something for everybody. Yeah, if it, regardless, again, of the vessel you're going to be in charge of, yeah. be it an airplane, some sort of <laughs> naval, uh, you can get an aviator. You, I mean, Adam's got them all covered, yeah, seafaring or airfaring. <laughs> yes, um, shadyrays.com. You can also shop in person, they got a store at Park Meadows Mall, full stop shop for all things Shady Rays. 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses rated five stars by 250,000 people. Also, if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they'll send you a brand new pair. Unbelievable. No questions asked. ShadyRays.com, code DNVR, 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Football weekend is actually still going, oh, even though the weekend's Make over. It, <laughs> it is Monday night football. <laughs> like we a, can stay in network. It's like a burn that never stops The Eagles are in action and... I got to make a DraftKings Sportsbook kick of the week. There, pick of the week. There's a Monday night profit boost. Get a 50% profit boost to use on any Monday night game. So whether you want to make that money line a little juicier for the Eagles or look at the spread, I think they're good. I think Tampa's bad. I also don't know football. There's I also a draft. Go ahead. 
I was gonna say there's a Shea Shea parlay. That's what it's called. Uh. Eagles win. Jalen Hurts TD. AJ Brown 50 plus receiving yards. That's my DraftKings pick of the week. Plus 210. How you want to play it is up to you. We just ask that you do play responsibly and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up with code DNVR. New customers can bet just five dollars to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only with an official sports betting partner of the NFL, like DraftKings Sportsbook. Code DNVR. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www. 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available oh, for yeah. problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino in Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bet expires on seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Good job, man. You made it through. Woo! All right. Final segment here, and we have some breaking news, actually. Actually, guys, this is actually coming from a Harrison Wind of Denver, and he says, <laughs> Denver. I think it's what? pronounced Denver. I'm not Denver. sure. <laughs> Some Denver. Denver. Uh, he is saying that Western Union will no longer be the jersey sponsor of the Denver Nuggets. Yes, that's correct. Oh. So what? We're just out on money laundering now. We're <laughs> out, just man. I'm just I gotta be honest. I did not mind Western Union. It's weird enough that it's not. I don't have a yeah. positive or negative thought about them. I just don't. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, it's like not offensive. And Wu was like kind of cool looking relative to most yeah. jersey. Punchers. They were just kind of there. I would actually say it was like a seven out of ten jersey sponsor. I agree. Mostly because it was easy yes. to ignore. I agree. The colors match. Yeah, up. you were never like. Oh, God. Like, Love's gas station or whatever. Just, yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> but they yeah. would never do anything annoying. You're like, mm, Western Union. Yeah, yeah, Western Union. And also, you know, my guy, Hickmet, who was used to the CEO. Well, he was uh, a- that's interesting because they have a new CEO now. Oh, no. That must be why they're gone. I th- I don't know, Did but George I think... Did your guy the CEO? I, I th- <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he goes crazy at games. He acts like a lunatic. Yeah. Uh. But uh, yes, I did report this over the weekend while on vacation, might wow. I add. Um, yeah. I reported no days this. Off, baby. Wind, the wind never stopped blowing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Western Union no longer the Jersey Patch sponsor on the Nuggets. They're without one currently right That's now. Dope. Man, does that give you hope that this year's jerseys could be all timers? That they come up with a jersey and it has no sponsor and it's just pure. Nope. <laughs> Thanks for asking. See, I, w- I would love that because man, does a jersey look so much better without a patch on? There it. will be a patch. Eventually. I think there will. Of course, too. there will be. Dude. I think my read on this situation is it. it it's it's a the price just went up situation. Ooh. Don't be surprised. I would. I would. I, can we put wagers on who we think it'll be? Yes. Please. Uh, number one, ball. Yeah, I mean, they're probably the number one. They would have the best odds. Number two, Coors. Man, I okay. don't know about that one. I don't know. There about might that be one. restrictions. I don't know how that works. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if we had an alcohol sponsor what about anywhere. Pepsi. They're Pep- moving their headquarters, no? Possible. But I, and then there, then there's like Arrow. The, they yeah, sponsor yeah, yeah, they yeah. sponsor the Broncos pretty heavily. They're a company mm-hmm. nobody knows what they do. <laughs> uh, Isn't potentially it like military technology. Uh, no, what they what Arrow does is they make parts for engineers to use yeah. in okay. their in their engineering, okay. and then uh, like Granger or something. I you think. don't think like United or one of those? You know? Frontier. Frontier. Yeah, Frontier is a Denver based <laughs> dark horse. Maybe all city <laughs> network. All city <laughs> network. <laughs> uh, the, the darkest horse. Frontier. They just start flying the nuggets around and coach. Yeah, but uh, I mean, my read, like I said, it's a the price just went up situation. 
season. Um, the Nuggets just won yeah. a championship. Last Their week's stock price, not this all-time week's time high. Also, as you brought up, Kim your Patrick. guy, <laughs> Hickman, the Western Union CEO, he yeah, is Hickmet. now the former CEO. They have a new CEO, and I just wonder if the <laughs> priorities fan. shifted slightly <laughs> in terms of you know where they're putting their marketing money. Jersey sponsors really are just CEOs or big fans of a team. Maybe, Maybe that's, that's what case. we're doing. And then like the marketing department's like, we lost $4 yeah. million dollars in marketing last <laughs> yes. year. So, like, yeah, uh, yeah, it was awesome, right? Champions? So I think it's a combination of those two things. Yesterday's price is not today's price, and they have a new yeah. CEO in seat now. Um, but they're without one currently. I'm with you, D-Line. I, I expect them to have a new one when the season I, starts. Th- there, once Pandora's box has been opened yeah. to large streams of income that a team can get for doing literally nothing, they will never turn that away again. It's the what happens when you start naming mile-high uh, sports authority. It's just like that's a huge source of revenue that you can't ever turn down again. Right. Um, also, as, as part of this, because I think this falls under branding a little bit, the jersey sponsor. Also, I saw that D-Line got himself into a fight with account. Let me see if I can find the account. Oh, at Nuggets. Um, got in a fight with at Nuggets yes. over the weekend. I'm happy to bring... I'm glad we're bringing this yeah, up. Yeah, of course. <laughs> this is something that I've been screaming about since He's, well into last year. You've also... When this happened, you were, you were very bothered by it. I've been bothered by this for a very long time. I... it makes me insane the way the Nuggets talk about themselves. They talk about themselves with absolutely no self-esteem. They (laughs) allow themselves to be made fun of in a way that made sense because they were a downtrodden franchise for so long. The concept of referring to yourself as chicken nuggets, when you have the best player in the world, you are the reigning NBA champion. I Listen, I'm all about having fun like things are not so heavy life doesn't need to be this way but like this thing has been up for a month and like (laughs) i I, like and it's funny like i like nba paint like Uh, i think that's a cool addition to the nba sphere like it's it's creative it's It's, unique yes and when they changed it i thought that was cool like that's fine but like for a week you know (laughs) like the denver nuggets are now going on a month in the off season where they are the reigning nba champions and they are not puffing their chests out at all. Right. Like they are allowing themselves to be looked at continually as a joke, which I like, I'm not okay with anymore. Like the, the, as Wynn says, yesterday's price is not today's price. This is not the Denver Nuggets of old. Like the Denver Nuggets, I made a whole thing. I told everybody, uh, I told everybody like, this is the golden era. We are no longer talking in terms of chicken. We are talking in terms of gold. The way you can't imagine that the Golden State Warriors would go this route where they would find some weird way, d- like diminutive way that people refer to them and right. embrace it in or a way. Or they might do it for a short period of they time. They would do very it short. for fun and then they would move forward. But like, I'm like, the Nuggets will tweet something and I won't even recognize that it's coming from them because it's not the right colors. Like, I, as a brand designer, I won't allow any of our accounts to ever touch their avatar because it is, in essence, as I explained to you guys, it's their face. It is a face that you're used to seeing. It is a voice that you're used to hearing. And when you have this like goofy little thing that's like, hey, month left to the season. Like I saw it yesterday. I'm like, God, enough. Like have a little pride here. Like the person <laughs> what, running what? The, the social account like doesn't, to me, like 
doesn't feel about the Denver Nuggets the way I feel about the Denver Nuggets. Well, which I is guarantee like, you they don't. They just <laughs> find like the Denver Nuggets just finally got to a place where people have to respect them. To understand your point here, because I think there's you know, if you I was playing devil's advocate, no, I, I would understand say, like I would say it's a it's not that serious. And I think that would be the perspective of them. I'm trying to articulate your, no, thought, your I, stance. Sure. Here. Your your stance, just from knowing you, Eric thinks about branding twenty four seven. No, I mean, I mean, you think about other things, but branding is also there with you while you think about those things. So when you see something, you're thinking about what does this mean for the brand of the company or, or whatever. And that's your point here is that this isn't it went beyond the fun joke to it's like you are without them maybe perhaps knowing it. They're branding themselves as the chicken nuggets. Yes, you like other teams like the Suns and all these players, places that are loading up and like talking about themselves using flames and like using uh you know, language that says to the league at large, like, you need to worry about us. Right. And the Nuggets are like, dude, what do you do? It's the chicken nuggets. And it's right. like, okay, I get it. It's cool. Like, again, I like cartooning. I like making light of things. Life is not so serious. But again, like, it's been a month now. Like, I, obviously, I didn't imagine that this thing would be turned into what it has turned into. And I, to be honest, like, I'm, I, I like it. Like, I like that other people in the NBA sphere who do not care about the Nuggets in any way, shape, or form and are very happy to think about the Nuggets as a joke franchise will tell me that I'm being ridiculous because it's like they're comfortable thinking about the Nuggets as little jokes. And I don't want them to feel that way. I want them to feel uncomfortable about the Denver Nuggets. I want them to see the Denver Nuggets think about Nikola Jokic and dominance and Jamal Murray like splashing a three in your eye. And like, I want pride to be part of the Denver Nuggets MO moving forward because it has been bereft. There has been no pride. But in don't you the think way that the, Denver that the Nuggets... thought process clearly isn't about branding? They're more, I mean, and, and this is the thing again, yes. the critique is really that the, the this was fun and like Gen Z in particular, yes. who's like most of the audience when you're doing these type of social things will find it cool or, yes. or, or, or whatever. But, Do it for a little bit. But there's a larger branding thing that's going on that goes beyond the click rate of, of a specific thing. This would be like if the Raptors made their logo like Barney or the Loch Ness Monster. Yes. Like, you would be like, okay, it could it's be funny, funny for a fine. moment. But if they kept it there for an entire summer, you'd be like, you're now becoming equated to the Barney. And I, I just think there's a there's the fundamental misunderstanding is this isn't flippant haterdom from Eric. This is like a no. well-thought-out opinion that yeah. he sat on. I, yes, I, I made... Very sure. Like I told Zach Lowe, like <laughs> we're done with the chicken nuggets. Like yeah. I don't want to hear the chicken nuggets well, anymore. So. <laughs> right. I want to hear, I want to own gold. I want to steal gold away from the warriors yeah. who by all rights should have no claim to it. They it's talking about well, the state at large. We've argued this before, but yeah. But I'm just saying like, they're the warriors. We are the, we are the golden Denver nuggets. Right. And now, now more than ever, we actually have the hardware to back that up. And it's like a moment to reinvent oneself rather than fall back into talking about and allowing others to talk about you in the way that they always have. And again, not that serious. Like I, I, I didn't have like a multi storm tweet about this. I just saw it. I'm like, bro, change the logo. Like, just please like show me the Larry O'Brien, right. show me our logo that is emblazoned in gold. Like show me something that says like you have to worry about us i will say too the 
chicken nuggets thing specifically, like, which is your point. It wasn't that it's an NBA paint thing. That is the one thing I, well before you ever tweeted, that is, I would say that was a near universal opinion that Nuggets fans are like, ha ha, chicken nuggets jokes, we're right, over right. that. Yeah, it's like how many times is somebody going to eat chicken nuggets like right, right, right. after how many points the Nuggets score? We're going to do that bit again. Where do you two fall, fall on this? Fair or foul for Eric? I actually think it's a fascinating conversation, which yeah. is the point to me that I think is maybe missed, that it wasn't just... Like, yes, everyone on Twitter falls into this kind of annoying, hatery sort of sure. thing. We all do it. And I'm not totally not talking about you, Eric, at all. Um, a little bit he is, but yeah. Well, no, no, no. I just, like, I'm saying, like, we all read tweets in that tone, is what right, I'm trying yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. actually what I'm trying to say. But I, I know Eric, and I know that he's thought about this, and I actually think it's really interesting. I'm not fired up about it. No. Like, I'm not, I don't, you know, I haven't thought twice about it. I will say, when you make your case, I agree with you. Right. So I, that's, that's just interesting to me. What, what about you, Wind? I agree with Eric 100%. Um, I think they need to change it. <laughs> I think it's it's a cool thing Yes, it is a cool do. thing. I like the innovation or whatever you want to call it. I like bringing NBA paint into the world. But it had its runway. And like I think now you have to move past it. Um, I mean, there have been a lot of times that I'm scrolling Twitter and the Nuggets account pops up and I'm like, what the hell is that avatar? Yeah, <laughs> Did you, that, that's something that I've done a lot this summer. I, I will say that Eric, unfortunately, you are famous enough now that I know now they can't change it. I just feel like can they change I, it today? That everyone's going to be like, oh, do I? Yeah, I, uh, are we bullying them into changing? Listen, no, man, pulling them into not being able to change it now until training camp. Or there something. have been yeah. there have been things that have happened over the summer where I'm like, oh my god, like. I have, like, over the last week and a half, I have been involved in social posts that hit over a million five times. Yeah. And it is crazy that, like, you know, this is old man yells at cloud. I get, like, what everybody is saying. Right, right. But it is wild. Like, the streets are truly watching. Like, yeah. it, it is a wild thing. It was, it's an eye-opener. But I, it's also something that I honestly believe so strongly in because branding it's means your number more one thing. than <laughs> it, it just means more than people will acknowledge and they're like what's the big deal it's a picture i'm like what's the big deal with anything well like what does anything mean anything right. like this is a you're talking about the ultimate symbol of the team in that it is the face they use to talk out of from their twitter account and for the fact that they is doing it in such a weak funny manner it's fine for a week yeah. for a month leading into the season like come on man like you got to let's go like let's start getting our claws back like let's stop pretending like the league can push us around and refer to us as little nuggets and all this stuff uh, it just this, I, I, I'm, I'm happy that, this is also one of those times when you think about the fact that the nuggets are named the nuggets and yes, it's actually hilarious it is hilarious <laughs> but it can be it can be that there's a professional sports team called the nuggets Ted in the chat saying what if what if uh tyson foods is the jersey sponsor <laughs> see that would be rough that, that would be rough oh man maybe this sponsor. is all a long play it's all oh, a long oh, play God. to introduce tyson chicken God so i think it. the question now is when do they change it and my first Guesses a week day. from today. Yep, media day. At it's, media day. It's media day. I think for sure. Eric, Eric pigeonholed them into yeah. holding fast. Well, but all the same is like it, to me. It, it just it just smacks of uh, the. There's just no pilot. There's just no no one has thought about it. Right. They're like, it, oh, it, well, change it, yeah. and like they're not. To me, it's active. And to me, it's a move that you pull if you're in the 2015 to 2022 era of the Nuggets. Yes, where you, like. 
I saw a guy. Or even maybe like 2021. Yeah, like if you're the Pelicans and like you don't want yeah. to talk about Zion anymore, you're like all, hey, we're just the funny little pals and stuff. It's I, like, I, I, we, I, yeah. I will say one thing though to Eric, to his point, we got to get out on this so you can hit the outro music, Kale. But one thing about Eric, and I mean this, you're going to think this is an insult, but I mean, it's it's, okay. I mean it good. You're like Walter in uh, Big Lebowski with, with bowling. And that you're like, why does he take it so seriously? But it is like the most important thing to him. And branding really is the most important thing to you. Your mind, you do care about these things in a lot and you are an expert at branding. So it might feel weird to some people to hear the passion on such a weird thing. Right, right. But Eric is not, you know, he's like, he's like the record store worker who really knows everything about the record. So he right. has- But you don't want to hang out with him on a Friday. No, <laughs> no, no. And, I, and to be, and just to be clear, like I'm tortured by this. Yeah, yeah. Like this is not something that I'm proud of, but it's this like- This is keeping you up at It's night. also the foundation of this like very <laughs> successful company right. that we are putting together. Like <laughs> yeah. I am like, my obsession with branding is why DNVR is DNVR. And it's like, when I get into conversations with people who don't know a fucking thing of what they're talking about, it makes me insane because I'm like, you, bro, you don't, I promise you don't understand. The, you think this is not deep. It is much deeper than you possibly think. Right. Um, so it turned out to be a very interesting conversation <laughs> for a segment. Guys, the whole squad's back. Let's go. And also, oh, as the camera goes out on us, camera, camera <laughs> goes that's out. That's a hard out. That's, yeah, that's a, a hard, hard out. out. Also, guys, we are one week away from Media Day, so we're going to have our off-season roundup shows all week this week. And then we're back at it again. I can't wait. Woo! Hit that like button, everybody. See you next time. Let's go. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.